Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Action Comics number 336, cover date, April 1966, cover price, 12 cents, cover artist, Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Forbidden Fortress of Solitude, written by Otto Binder, art by Jim Mooney. And Young Love Number 55, cover date May June 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist J. Scott Pike, edited by Jack Miller, featuring Someone of My Own to Love, dramatized for you today by the girls' young romance true love story players. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how do you say it? Chicago. 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 Is there an L in it? Chicago. No, there's no L, but you're sounding like you're getting close to an L. Is it a silent L? Stuck? Nope. Chicago. 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 No, you're doing the L. Yeah, you're, you are. Doing Chicago. A, no, I'm just L, you're doing no. mid Chicago. Chicago. Well, agree to disagree. Oh. Um, <laughs> like a bird. Deb's our oldest and dearest friend. It's true. Even though she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's true. She So you cannot listen to our podcast and still remain our friend. Right. Uh-huh. If you're an old friend. If you're a new yes. friend, that's <laughs> non-negotiable. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. So because Deb is a girl, yes. we're reading about Supergirl Mm-hmm. Also, because Deb and I share a very special memory of Supergirl. Yes, we do. Um, 1984. Mm-hmm. October, I believe. Oh, I don't remember the month. I think it was October. Okay. Maybe. No, it wasn't. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Oh! 1984. <laughs> how do you How do you remember that? Well. We. Bob, that was the time that you got... Somebody's very special version of Thanksgiving, right? What the, what he was going to do for Thanksgiving? Yes. Yes. And he got a detailed list of the <clears throat> invites. Deb and I attended the 
Chicago premiere of Supergirl, the motion picture, starring Helen Slater and <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Helen Slater. Slater, I couldn't think of And that. before the movie, I made a new friend uh-huh. who told me all about his plans for Thanksgiving and all <laughs> the things he was going to eat. Yes. And and who was invited, who would yes. be there. Yes, uh-huh. And he was wearing overalls, wasn't he? Could be. I do remember overalls, which is not that common to wear in Chicago. Right. Right. So that should have been our tip-off right there. Although, apparently overalls are making a comeback because our friend Brace, who lives in New York City, mm-hmm. and is an opera singer, he's just posted on Facebook that he bought new overalls. Wow. It seems Brand new. new. Yeah, brand new. Seems to be a hot new thing. Did he have a pair of old overalls that he was replacing? That I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Um, no, he actually had not been wearing them for a while and then bought them and was so excited he bought two more pair. Oh! Or maybe he bought all three at once. I don't know. He really committed to that. Oh, journey. hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Dr. Husband's looking up pictures of Hart Bachner, who was the male ingenue. Dreamy. Supergirl, the motion picture. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, he probably hasn't aged well, though. Uh, Can you find a recent picture? Okay. Yeah, not bad. Nope. Nope, not bad at all. Uh, Helen Slater also has aged very well, and she sometimes plays Supergirl's adoptive mother on the new Supergirl television program. Current ah. picture right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, her acting skills have not improved. Stop! Well, no. come on. I Ruthless like her. People was her only good movie. I like her in Supergirl. <laughs> no, I, I say that fine. knowing that I fully <laughs> bought into the Supergirl motion picture. But that was mostly about Faye Dunaway and Brenda Vaccaro. I, I, I'm going to argue with you on this. I think Helen Slater is a fine actress. I, I mean, she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't. We've not seen her in anything that carries a lot of weight. But I think she's done a smash up job in the things that we've seen her in, and I think she's great in the Supergirl television series. Well, yeah, she's okay. She was good in Ruthless People. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She people don't talk about Ruthless People enough. You ask me. You don't? No. No, and it was a really funny movie. It was good. Oh, uh, was Bette Midler in that? Yes, and Danny DeVito. Yeah. It's and funny. Judge Reinhold. I'm sorry to say this, but I don't remember Judge Reinhold or Helen Slater being in that movie, but I absolutely remember Danny DeVito and Bette Midler being in that movie. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that when Judge Reinhold was working in like the Best Buy and he was trying to sell stereo equipment and he said, yes. just fucking finance it. Right. <laughs> To that couple, that yeah. young couple with the kid, yeah. and then he he couldn't go through it. Go right, through right, right. with that at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good old Best Buy. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, with, Supergirl uh, Action Comics number three thirty six. Supergirl is the second story. We're not covering the first story today, although I should mention that it does introduce Akbar, who's a Phantom Zone criminal who has done his time and is released into the Bottle City of Candor, and later will become. Flamebird, the partner to the Kandorian superhero Nightwing, hmm. who originally was Superman and Jimmy Olsen, but then some Kandorians took it over. Deb doesn't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. I read uh, most of that previous uh, story, uh-huh. and I just got a little tripped up on like something that was going on in there, and then you said, we're not actually covering that. I said, oh, good, because I don't really like it. We are covering Supergirl, as you would remember, Deb, if you'd heard our previous episode of Supergirl. Right. You know that Supergirl's earthly boyfriend, Dick Malvern, mm-hmm. entered Supergirl into the Miss Universe pageant 
under her secret identity of Linda Danvers. Okay. Not the Miss Universe, like stellar universe, but actually the Miss Universe pageant. On Earth. On Earth. Oh, I see. Which she won. Mm-hmm. And then a spaceship came to Earth and invited her to compete in the Miss Cosmos pageant. Mm-hmm. Right. So she went into outer space as Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Also won that pageant. Of course. The prize mm-hmm. was to be put into a hyperbaric chamber to gain eternal youth. Oh. Except that. Except that the pageant promoter was actually hated all women and wanted to make them all ugly. Because mm-hmm. so, he himself had had a, a, a severe disfigurement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sounds like Donald Trump. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, we're... Um, Apolitical on this program. Oh, I'm but sorry. Everyone's free to voice their opinions. Well, you know, I'm just not really apolitical. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we pretend. I was going to do some backpedaling. Thank um, you. So this is. Um, so we open with a little brief uh, recap of what's happened in the previous story. We like we open with what we're go, what, what's the focus of the story. Then we have a little bit of a recap on yeah, the things yeah. that we talked about. We call this a splash page in the business deck. The oh. first page. The first panel up there with Bizarro. The splash page, okay. And Supergirl. Are you familiar with Bizarro? Uh, vaguely, yeah. How He's about Supergirl? Vaguely, yeah. Okay. But after I, you know, I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I... Bizarro, he, he lives in an opposite uh, world. It's right. A planet. I, I caught on to that with the good deed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what might be a good time to repeat the, the Bizarro code? Us. Us do opposite, do opposite of, all, of earthly all earthly things. things. Us hate Us beauty. Hate beauty. Us, Us love ugliness. Uh, what? Ugliness. Mm-hmm. Ugliness. That is an ugly liness. Is big crime <laughs> to make anything perfect on Bizarro World. He's big crime. He's big crime. They don't like grammar. Good. Right, I see this with the first line. Um, so Supergirl gets in this hyperbaric chamber and is uh, revealed that She's going to be turned ugly, but she thinks that she's immune because of her super invulnerability. So she escapes. So she destroys it. back to Earth. Here. And then gets home and looks in the mirror. And she's ugly. She's ugly. Her face is... She has a stroke face. Did you ever see that uh, Twilight Zone episode with mm-hmm. the nurse? Mm-hmm. That's what she looks like. You know what? The funny thing is, I don't know that I've ever seen the full episode. I just know that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. No, I don't. There's a surprise. Um, so there's Supergirl with her adoptive mother, mm-hmm. Mrs. Danvers. I believe her name is Edna. Fred and Fred's her father, and I don't know what the mother's name is. Okay. Um, great heavens, the anti-beauty gas worked after all. It was a delayed change, which took time to break through my invulnerability. Will I look like this the rest of my life? Gulp. Yeah. Wow. So Supergirl flies off to the Fortress of Solitude. Are you familiar with the Fortress of Solitude? It's where Superman lives. Yes. I'm sorry. It's where he goes to escape. Mm-hmm. And restore, and he keeps his scientific experiments, and... Yes. All sorts okay. of things. And it's opened with this giant, super heavy key. Which is so stupid. Why do you think it's stupid? A giant key. It's disguised as an airplane marker in the Arctic, so that if an airplane happens to fly over, mm-hmm. they'll just think it's a marker. They well, won't realize that it's the entrance to the Fortress of Solitude. Not that anyone could get any anyway, because the key is super heavy. 
Okay. There's this key. Which makes me wonder. Oh, I see. Okay. How does Crypto get in? He, he doesn't have hands to lift the key up. He, maybe it's a dog door. Yeah, look at the size of that key. Yeah. The keyhole's pretty big. Yeah, but the Couldn't keyhole... somebody just... No, there's traps. Booby traps and things. How do you know? Because it... it's my business to know these things. <laughs> okay. Nobody well, could just waltz right in there. Maybe Crypto has his own entrance. Maybe Batman could get in. Oh, yeah. Batman could get in. Um, so frantically, Superman goes through his collection of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Blue skin, baldness. Specifically, giant. red kryptonite. Are you familiar with red kryptonite? No. Red kryptonite gives strange uh, effects to kryptonians for 24 hours. So, like, you'll see the boxes there marked. One will make them a giant. One will make them bald. One will give them blue skin. I see. He's hoping there's one that will make Supergirl beautiful again. No such luck. It splits her into two. Oh. One beautiful and one ugly. Hmm. Oh no, they're both ugly. Yeah. I couldn't tell with the art. Oh yeah, it doubled the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, now, these days, mm-hmm. this being split into two ugly Supergirls, that would be the basis for like three, four issues of story. Here... Next panel, it's done. Yeah. 24 hours later, she's Meanwhile, back. back at the fortress. Right. Um, she's emerged back into one form. So she goes to the wall where there are lifelike masks of both Superman and Supergirl labeled as such. Well, yeah. I don't know if I could keep a lifelike human mask hanging on the wall of my own face. Maybe. Sure you could. I mean, I do like, you know, the drama, the happy, sad faces. Yeah, but a real, a real lifelike face, face right. you'd have to put in a drawer. Uh-huh. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. hang it on the wall? No. Of I, your own face? I know I wouldn't, but yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, no. I'll push back on that. No. I have, a, I have a huge stuffed animal in the basement. It's a big gorilla. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go downstairs, it would scare me. <laughs> <I'd> see the <laughs> face and it would scare me. <laughs> Finally, my sister covered it with a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. It is. It doesn't scare me anymore. It was the face that scared me. Don't you think it's a ghost now? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse. Later, at the hospital, this is something I had a problem with. Yeah. Well, the fact that the patient was awake during the process? No, the fact that Lois Lane, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist... Mm-hmm. Is volunteering as a nurse in her free time. Right. First of all, she doesn't have free time. Because if she's not reporting, she's dating Superman. Mm-hmm. Second of all, how does she, is she trained as a nurse? A surgical nurse, no less. Right. She's Go got ahead. a full nurse's uniform. She's carrying the instruments over to the surgeon who's going to operate on doing plastic surgery on someone who's awake. Right. right. With um, an electric tool. With an electric tool, which is disabled by having the cord... Short circuit. Mm-hmm. I think hospitals have redundancies for that sort of thing. <laughs> I would Wait, know. Right. Second of all, neither the nurse nor doctor are wearing any kind of protective gloves or masks. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. And the guy looking at me, so he's washing the whole thing half. Yeah. Off the patient. <laughs> Sitting up uh, in his bed. Yeah. Third of all, Supergirl, who's not even dressed as a doctor or a nurse, just falls right in. Right. 
Nobody nobody stopped her. She was walking right. through those operating room doors. She flew in the window, didn't she? Probably. I, mean, I don't know. She flies out. She yeah. flies out. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. Bye. Fourth of all, they're operating on someone with an w- open window. <laughs> a bird could fly in there right. or anything. But just that they, how poop many? on his wound. Mm-hmm. Pick at his face. Right. How many operating rooms have a window at all? Can we tell this story? We. <laughs> I don't know. Go for it. Yeah, okay. All right. No one will hear it. So we know someone. We it's know. actually a relative, former relative by marriage of mine. She had a sore on her ear 10 years ago. Yes. She's also apparently somewhat obsessive. Started picking at the sore on her ear. She's somewhat obsessive. That is an understatement. Long story short. Then she started wearing like headbands or, you know, put a band-aid over her ear. She put a band-aid over here to keep it covered. Drape her hair over it. But the point being, no one has seen this ear for about 10 years. Well, there's a reason they haven't seen her ear. Because she picked it off. (laughs) She picked at her ear. Honest to God's truth, we've seen the picture. to Jesus. Until... Her ear was gone. Now, there's some underlying cancer or something happening there. There's cancer, yes. But she picked her ear off. Yeah. She picked her ear off of her head. It took her ten years. It's so horrifying, though. She kept at it. God love her. (laughs) (laughs) Persistent. Well, yeah, the hole's pretty big. Quitters never win. That's right. (laughs) Quitter. (laughs) Well... That is a horrifying story. Yeah, yeah. You would think that within, I don't know, like just after a few months, you've got this sore, it's not getting uh-huh. better. Maybe I should see a doctor. Oh, something, that's the, there's I something worse about She's that. married to a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> so she does see a doctor. Right, every day. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't see, he didn't see the ear because it was covered. Right. But they don't, yeah, they, they don't. Right, I mean, I would. You know, they don't I, have relations. In doctor, husband. Yes. If I hadn't seen your ear, I'd give it like three days. Hey, where's your ear? Well, you're always boxing it. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, bring me your ears so I can box it. <laughs> um, well, that's the story. That See you next the, week. It's <laughs> honest to God's truth, too. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> um, now, Lois declares... That anybody can have their face restored to its natural form after anybody any kind of accident, me. except Supergirl. Right. Because you know why? Why? She's invulnerable. Ordinary surgical instruments work, won't penetrate her skin. Yeah. Oh. I love how she just flies away. Yeah. And peels the mask off her face as she's flying away. Right. You know. Yes. Not worried about like the the mat. What's she gonna t- tuss, tuck the mask in her costume? Right. Maybe she's just gonna toss it off to somebody pick it up and go look at me I'm Supergirl well it looks to me like the mask is not reusable like it looks like a very thin kind of it's a onesie face mask yeah oh yeah disposable face mm-hmm. mask disposable lifelike face mask right yeah. my real yeah. face under this mask is still the same sob this is a very favorite convention of mine when characters express emotion by Spelling out the emotion like sob and gasp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bracketed by asterisks. Yes. Like ex- anybody except me should say heavy sigh. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, back at home, she's in front of her. What do we call that? Dressing mean, table. Dressing table. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Look how comely, uh, homely she looks. Comely yeah. is handsome. Uh, well, I was gonna say handsome. She's she's got very masculine features now, doesn't she? Yeah. Look at that. Except uh, for that half side. of her face that's melting. Well, that's I mean, she's got like a little whiskers now. Are those whiskers? I thought that no, was cheekbone. Like cheekbone, yeah. it's like fallen face. I do like that the time she took the time to do her hair up nice. Well, she even yes. though she's well, a gal's got to keep trying. That's right, and she's got her pearls on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you know? I'm surprised she didn't put on a big headdress or something to distract you from her face. You know, right. well, you know, that's what they do in Hollywood, right? You, yeah. drag if queens. you've got, if you get plastic surgery, you get a different hairstyle. Then, and what did, oh, um, did you do? Yeah, Frida Kahlo. That's did. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Frida Kahlo wear those big headdresses? Why? Why did she wear big headdresses? Because she was so ugly. She wasn't ugly though. Well, she, I mean, she had the eyebrow, but she did that on purpose. Well, agree to disagree, Deb. He's going to say that a lot. It's oh his new God. thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it drives me insane. Okay, but you're wrong. Anyway. <laughs> a spaceship lands in her backyard. Yeah, right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Telegram for Linda Danvers. <laughs> uh, inside the spaceship is the Miss Cosmos crown. Oh. And a note. Mm. From Prince Jack Fall to Supergirl of Earth. Oh, Wear your crown, Miss Cosmos. Then your mirror will show that you are the most beautiful girl in the universe. Well, Prince Jack falls that asshole, asshole that made her that made her ugly. Yeah. Oh. So she's Bob. not about to put that crown on. My mirror would only tell me that I'm the anti-beauty queen. Song. <sighs> Meanwhile, an astronomical observatory. Meanwhile, scientists have detected that two worlds are about to collide yeah. in outer space. Wow. Quick, we'll flag down Supergirl as she flies by on patrol. <laughs> She's just staying outside. Hi. Hey, Supergirl. Yeah. I I mean, she must have a pretty regular schedule. Yeah. And I do like that that's not their first thought is not we need to contact Superman. Oh, yeah. But I have yeah. a question here. Yeah. Because th- does Superman get directions from mere mortals? Well, I mean, I'm sure that all scientists and police forces have a direct line of communication to Superman. But you do can they always trust a scientist. They say, follow our direction, Supergirl, and stop those oh, two planets from see. colliding. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a stupid girl. You couldn't figure out this on your own. Oh, I interpret that as just that they have the coordinates of where the planets in space are. Yeah, that's oh. But maybe that's because we're men. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Well, maybe I'm the stupid girl here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think so. Because this whole episode is, first of all, about beauty. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going into it a little. Sorry. Well. I hate to bring things down. No, but, it's fine. Know. We do talk about these issues, Deb. Okay. All the time. That's good. In fact, we should have probably issued our standard apology to all women of all time. Because we have to do that a lot. Because <laughs> These were written in 1966 and 1967. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the romance comics, we need to oh. do a lot of apologizing. Oh, oh, I can imagine that goes. <laughs> so she's flying up out of, out to outer space, but yeah. the friction of the air uh, melts her mask off her face. Well, 
First of all, as depicted in this panel, she's fully, I don't know what, 45 miles above the surface of the Earth. She's above the atmosphere. She wouldn't have gotten that far with a mask. Oh. Because there's nothing left now to melt it. Well, she's very she fast. Maybe it's happening so quickly. Like maybe it already happened and she's just now noticing. Right. How does she breathe in outer space? She doesn't. She can hold her breath forever. Oh. Superman too. That's how they go underwater in space and everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Far out in space, Supergirl recognizes one of the two doomed worlds. It's the Bizarro world. She knows because it's perfectly square. Perfectly square. If Bizarro's am hate all ugly things, Mm -hmm. and hate beauty and is crying to make anything perfect. Well, I would argue that making a functional planet that's perfectly square is not actually bizarre bizarre or ugly. Yeah. It's pretty brilliant, I think. I mean, Superman made it. So, he made it? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, Bizarro's wanted to come and live on Earth, but... He couldn't have that. Mm -mm. So he made them a world and tricked them into living on it. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, It's going to crash into another world, which, although it's a foreign alien planet, it does appear to have uh, South America. (laughs) The same thing. I thought it looked like Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So she (laughs) thinks... She also, her first idea is she's just going to smash the round planet into mm-hmm. pieces. Right. Unfortunately, there's a civilization there. Yeah. So. But, you know, I mean, if there were no organic life, I suppose she could do it. But Right. She doesn't say, she says, oh, civilization, I can't do it. Right. She does, however, feel free to pry up a gigantic mountain off of this inhabited world. And place it onto a <laughs> continent on the bizarro world. Right. Right. Which... Which causes uh, catastrophic earthquakes all over Bizarro World, but they don't care because they love it. They love the destruction. Right. Look at them. And didn't do you think anybody, any of the Bizarro people, were smashed by that huge mountain? Look at it takes up the center of that continent. The Bizarro people are imperfect, so the men are dressed like Superman. Are all have superpowers? They're imperfect duplicates of Superman, like this. Okay. The women in orange dresses are all duplicates of Lois Lane. Oh. But then we have a duplicate of Perry White. So, there. I would assume that the Loises and the Perrys do not have superpowers. Right. But they might like getting conked on the head, I guess. They might be into that. Right. They am into that. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. We does like it. So the mountain Im- un- unbalances, imbalances, imbalances the bizarro world right. just enough to get it out of the way of the hurtling other planet, which is hurtling through space. It, those people are going to die anyway. There's no <laughs> sun there, right? They must be orbiting some kind of a sun. Well, I, right? I, I mean, guess, it doesn't but, tell us, but. I mean, planets that don't that don't have a sun don't have any life, right? But one of these planets has left its orbit because Otherwise, they were about right. to smash into each other. 
okay. Maybe Superman, when he created um, the Bizarro World, he didn't think about the orbital path. <laughs> My friend, Superman thinks of everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this is a rogue planet, then. Ironically, now is this really irony? Supergirl is greeted warmly on the Bizarro World, even though she's their enemy of Bizarro's, but now that she's ugly, they love her. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, there once was a Bizarro Supergirl who went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was created to babysit the first Bizarro baby born on Bizarro World, who was born beautiful. Because apparently all Bizarro babies are born normal looking and then they turn Bizarro at age one. Oh, okay. Um, but that's another story. We'll talk about that at another time. Uh, now they're making a duplicate of Ugly Supergirl who is beautiful. Right. Because as an imperfect duplicate of Ugly Supergirl. Yeah, it would, I see. She's beautiful. It'd have to be the opposite. But she is the brain of a Bizarro and the body right. of a normal Supergirl. So, kind of like, uh, Heidi Montag. Beautiful. Oh. As my mother would say. My mother. Nice house. Nobody home. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Heidi Montag. Is oh, she was one? dating to that football player. Isn't she an actress on one of the reality shows? Yeah. Or, something? or I'm not sure. But she was really pretty. And then she had plastic surgery. Oh, to get uh, prettier. And it didn't. Now I'd have to look her up. Yeah. That's always the way, isn't it? What? Looking her up? No, no, they get plastic surgery to try yeah. to please men, and it doesn't work out. And it just, it didn't work out. No. No, she came out looking different, but not, not better. Right. You know who's had really bad plastic surgery? Who? Lee Majors. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, like Kenny Rogers, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, he doesn't even look like Kenny Rogers. No. No. Wayne Newton, too. Yep. Yeah, see, the old-timers. What you looking up, daughter, husband? I'm looking up Heidi Montag's before and after. Oh. And she was beautiful before. Wasn't yeah. she? Yes, very natural, very very American, kind of like fresh, sort of like, I don't know, mid- Midwestern kind of gal. You know, just pretty. very pretty very and lovely. Pretty. And, right, and then she... Oh, then she made herself like of a porn star. That reminds me of another story. Uh, having, she was witnessing the plastic surgery? Yes, she was flying out the window. Did I tell you about Fabio? (gasps) You were going to. So, my niece... Wait, I can't use real names, can I? No, you gotta go back up. No, I could say my niece. Okay, you can. That's Her name's not niece. Uh, My niece was at her father's house. Mm -hmm. And she texted her mother, 911. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means emergency, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the next text was a picture of Fabio. And then the next text was, look who's in my kitchen right now. And then the next text was, Fabio is dating Aunt, or say Aunt Prissy. <laughs> Fabio is dating Aunt Prissy. <laughs> now, Aunt Prissy lives in a rural area of the nation. Nowhere near a major city. How Fabio found her there. Except for the fact that she has recreated herself out of plastic. 
Oh. And become an internet model. An internet model. Yeah. She was what? beautiful before she did it. She, oh, she really was, was beautiful. She was a very pretty girl. I'm going to show you her and picture. And then she did all plastic surgery yeah. and she messed everything up. Unrecognizable. Yeah. She looks uh, about 100,000 years old now. <laughs> oh. Like she's 100,000 years old trying to look 30. <laughs> But she and how was, old is she? She's 30. like 35. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm showing Deb a picture of Aunt Prissy. That looks like Melisandre from Game of Thrones. Yeah, with <laughs> giant boobs. Yes. Look Enormous. At Those are like watermelons. Right. Seriously. Look at that tiny waist. Uh-huh. And the thighs. Oh, I, I wish that. I could post this picture in the show notes, but I don't I, dare. No, Those, don't. no. But, uh, wow. Yeah. How does she walk upright with those? I <laughs> I guess if she's dating Fabio, she doesn't have to do much walking. He holds them for her. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Well, wait, 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 wait. What? Do we have a picture of Fabio? We did have uh, a picture. I did have, but I don't anymore. But he was actually in the kitchen with it. I Lucy. would love to see what Fabio looked like now. Oh, the same. Exactly the same. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's had work. And the hair? Same hair. He looks like he just stepped off a romance novel. Oh, God. And what was he wearing? Did he have a it's white like a shirt, shirt unbuttoned all the way? The... Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> a white pirate shirt? Yep. <laughs> no. It was just a dress shirt. But oh. it was unbuttoned. Yeah. It was? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Not down to his belly, but... No, no, no. But like, you know... Loosely buttoned, but... Sternum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Was um, he nice? What was he like? I mean, was he... I guess, I mean, he doesn't speak good English, but neither does she, so. Mm. Where's Fabio from? Okay, it, I'm sorry, this Italy, is not a right? podcast about Fabio, is it? It no. could be. We okay. could change our focus. Well, what if Fabio uh, he's Italy, and isn't Supergirl he? got together? I thought so, too. Fabio was from Detroit. No. <laughs> well, that explains why he doesn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Um, sorry. Anyway... Pretty bizarro Supergirl. Yeah, finds herself rejected on her own homeworld. He's from Milan. He is from Milan. Milano. Yeah. yeah, because she's too pretty. So she flies off to Earth to take the place of our real Supergirl. Sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. What? I was just looking at current pictures of Fabio trying to figure versus the old pictures. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. I'm totally back now. Yeah, I'm okay. so sorry. Can We're committed now. Okay. Yeah. But we will look at Fabio. Where later. is Supergirl right now? On another planet. Oh, no, 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 no. She is flying back to Earth and the other Supergirl is flying. Wait, was that where we are in the story? Yes. Cross, they're crossing and they don't know that they're crossing each other. In right, space. right, 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 right. Right. Uh... Uh, pretty bizarre Supergirl. Oh, okay. The other Bizarros reject her and tell her to go to Earth and do a good deed for Superman because they hate him. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, okay. Okay. So she goes off... What page are you on, please? I'm on page eight. Okay, thank you. She flies off to the Fortress of Solitude. Yes. Carves a giant sign that says this fortress Fortress off off limits. No boys allowed. This fortress off limits. How many T's and limits? (laughs) And... Calls Super Horse with her super voice. Is that a voice or is she using She's using telepathy? a voice. Super Horse, Super Girl calling, come here. Now, Deb. Yes. Did you know there was a Super Horse? I did not know. Okay. Yeah, this came as a complete surprise to me. Um, 
Supergirl has a pet horse. Yeah. He is an ancient centaur who was transformed into a horse by the sorceress Circe Circe. in ancient Greece. Okay. And exiled into outer space where he... uh, That's not part of Greek mythology. Yeah, it is. um, Because then he, I guess... The X being exiled into outer space? Well, it's a... It was a sequel to Greek mythology. Oh, oh, okay. Um, it was a sequel to the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I didn't read the sequel. Yeah, so I... Iliad two. Okay, is where that Iliad? happens. <laughs> and um, he discovered Supergirl's rocket, I think, flying in space, and followed mm-hmm. it back to Earth. Anyway, then uh, a comet flew over, and he developed the ability to then turn into a cowboy. So wow. Supergirl is not only in love with a horse, as all girls are, but also in love with him in his cowboy identity, which she doesn't know is actually his is, super horse identity. Also. She doesn't know it's for her own horse. Right, right, right. And when does she run into the horse? I mean, no, the cowboy. Oh, if he's on Earth, and it's only when a comet passes over that he turns into a cowboy. Oh. Later, Yes. Lois Lane... Would be turned into a centaur. Nice flowers. <laughs> well, pretty close to it. Oh, really? Yeah, she turned into a centaur, and then Lois Lane does. Yes, and then she knew that Superman wouldn't marry her as a centaur, so mm-hmm. she went all the way and turned all the way into a horse, and then fell in love with Super Horse, <laughs> figuring if she couldn't have Superman, at least she could have a Super Horse. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because even as a horse. She couldn't just be a normal, a normal horse. She could, right. She, she had to fall in love with a best. normal horse. Yeah. She has to be a super horse. Wow. Well, with her nurse training, she could take that anywhere as a horse. Mm-hmm. Oh, she of could course. A nurse horse. Right. Which was the sequel to Mr. Ed. Uh-huh. Nurse horse. Yep. Right. I remember the theme song. Niece, nurse horse. Nurse horse. She's a journalist. <laughs> nurse horse. I saw a Facebook video. Of a pony that had not been out of the barn for ten years and not had been and its hooves. Oh, it had those giant hooves. Oh, it was awful. Did they were they able to? Yeah, they they cut the hooves off with a with a with a hacksaw or something, Mm -hmm. and let it outside for the first time and let it see sunlight and it showed it was doing you know how it was playing for the first time and. Why was it in the barn? Why would anyone keep a horse alive but never trim its hooves? Or take it out of the barn? Well, I think there's some mental illness. Yeah, obviously not on the part of the horse. Um, I fucking hate Facebook for putting those videos up. That and the baby cochlear implants. Oh, yeah, right. Uh Beagle rescue from the laboratory. Where they walk on grass for the first time. Yes. And... I'm sorry, I'm saying this on Memorial Day weekend. The surprise, your dad's back from the army, and we're bringing him into the school cafeteria to surprise you. Why do you hate them? Because it's not fair to the little children. Here's your dad, and you're in front of all your friends, and we're going to make you cry in front of all your friends. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be recorded and put on Facebook. Mm. That's a private moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a private, I agree. I think it's too private for millions of people to see. Yeah. I get why they do it. They want people to appreciate what a sacrifice it is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's what's motivating them to do it. 
Sure. I went. I, I want to believe that. Well, I and, get it, and but it it's probably... too, just too private. Like I know how emotional it is. It when a, a parent who's been overseas, or or you know, yeah. comes back. I know it's. It's yeah. deeply, deeply emotional and deeply troubling. And, it's and, an intimate. And it, it's, it's intimate. An intimate. It, yes. is a, it is the definition of an intimate moment right. that doesn't need to be broadcast. I think people maybe share it with other family members, and those people share it out to other people. Is that the way it works? It shouldn't. I don't know. But you know what else is so intimate? Super horse budding Superman in the solar plexus. Oh, I hey, see yeah. That. yeah. What is that about? Huh? No girl and horse can kick me out of my own fortress, even if they are super. Mm. See? Right? Poor G. Robinson. Where's your god now, Moses? <laughs> Get out of here, Superman, and keep going. Featuring Edward G. Robinson <laughs> as Super Horse. Now, Superman. I have to wonder. Super Horse has telepathic powers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I wonder if he has secretly messaged Superman telepathically. Well, we don't get to see that, do we? No. And we don't. Doubtful Superhorse looks. Super He's Horse even got a little is... skeptical face. Little skeptical well, face. he was skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's there for four panels, and Supergirl sends him off without a heave ho or how do you do? Mm. Thank you for budding Superman at the solar plexus. Now you're done. Goodbye. And interesting, Bizarro Supergirl mm-hmm. has perfect grammar. Yeah, yeah, but all you know, we've mentioned that she has the brain of a bizarro, except for the grammar. Mm-hmm. If only we could do something so that the other bizarros could learn grammar. Well, maybe it's super horse. Us not like to talk like that. No. So pretty Supergirl Bizarro flies back to the bizarro world as ugly Supergirl is flying back to Earth because she's done with her space job. Cheaters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fixes they, up they her feel? hair again. Yeah. Um, <sighs> her boyfriend, Dick Malvern, who you remember originally entered her in the Miss Universe pageant, mm-hmm. is on his way over to see her. Mm-hmm. What? What? What'd you say? It just sounds dirty. And Dick entered Malvern. her. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. We don't do much in the way of entendres on this show, Deb, but oh, we'll I'm give you so a pass sorry. This time. No, no, no. <laughs> Edit it out. No, we just um, all the time. I know, dear, but Dick <laughs> won't give up that easily. That's what my mother says. Isn't that the truth? They never do. You should have been here last week when we were talking about Sergeant Rock beating off Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. And soon Dick calls in person. Yeah, Dick oh. is outside her bedroom window and she says go away dick Dick. said no girl ever (laughs) i I told you i never want to date you again dick says well dick says i get it linda i should have known you'd go a high hat on me after that after you won that beauty contest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh i remember that he was all about that last time and he thought that she was too good for him because she flew off into space after she won the contest oh yeah um she he begs her to take a picture of her in her Miss Universe crown as a memento. Oh right! She can't refuse, so she puts uh, I'll wear old the mask on mask. again mm-hmm. and puts the Miss Cosmos crown on. And the one that the bad guy sent her. Right, 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 right. Uh, Dick gives her a kiss. 
and senses something cold and lifeless, like a almost like a mask. What? Right. Right. Oh, was he? And you know, in comics, they're constantly putting masks on. Yes, and all he, the time. you know what? And he is intuitive. You know, that reminds me of those Halloween masks we wore as kids. Mm-hmm. That were made of plastic. The highly flammable? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are your face sweat. Yeah. Oh, and you uh-huh. breathe and smell your own breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just a little slit for your breath and a little slit for your nostrils. And, and if you stuck your, your tongue out, you would cut your tongue. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those are the days. And the elastic say. always broke uh-huh. on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were only good for one night. If, you, if, if, yeah, if they lucky. made it the whole night. Yeah. Right. So Linda braces herself to tell Dick the truth. She's going to take that mask off. And as she does, Dick declares her more beautiful than ever. Oh. Apparently, the crown restored her beauty because she accidentally put on the wrong crown. She put on the crown that came in the spaceship to her backyard. Well, I don't know how many crowns you have sitting around your room. Well, I've got several. And, you know, it is hard to keep them straight. I have a house cleaning crown. Mm -hmm. I know a secret. Uh, Dr. Husband used to live with a gal who had a daughter who was a pageant oh, child. Oh, wow, yes. really? So True. had all her crowns all around the apartment. Wow. They trophy were, room? She had a trophy yes. room. He was not romantically involved with this woman. Oh, no. Oh, we were just roommates. No. We were both in college, and she was a returning mm-hmm. student. College. Mm-hmm. Non-traditional. We call yeah. that in the business. Yeah. In the business. Yeah. Non-trad. Non-trad. Yeah. Oh, is this when you were in Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, I think... I remember we went to an apartment of yours. Or an apartment of God, you have a good we, memory. That was right when we first met, Deb. It was. it was called Banana K, the apartment complex. Yeah. Was, she, was, was it a ground eight. floor apartment? Yeah. And it what? had a deck, or a wooden fence around the patio or something. Mm. Maybe not. Okay. We called it, it was Banana K. Banana K. <laughs> it was ground floor. And we had a pool. Anyway, she goes right. back to that note from Prince Jackfall. Right. Um, and uh, realized that, that he must have seen the error of his ways and sent her a crown that would restore his beauty. And we see him in his jail cell looking at a lexaphone. Are you familiar with the lexaphone, Deb? I am not. Lex I was Luther. confused by this. The lexaphone is an invention by Lex Luthor, a super criminal, mm-hmm. which allows people to see any person across... From- Space or time. From any angle. From any angle. Wow. So yeah. he might be watching her go to the bathroom. Yeah, well, she could be sitting on the toilet. We can't tell. And it only needs a one-way connection. You don't have to have a receiver on the mm-hmm. end of the person that you're observing. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. You'll find them all over comics. Mm. If you look hard enough. Yeah. Um, so now that Linda's beautiful again, everything's right. She can have a boyfriend. The end. Except that she has to wear a wig. Well, and she over her does full that. head of blonde hair. Right. Small it's not on purpose. No, no she does. No, like, I know, but my gosh. Right. Well, and nineteen sixty six, you know, they aren't that. they aren't natural hair wigs. Maybe Well, maybe. she must have spent a lot of time doing hair. Yeah. Right? Because pretty. the blonde hair is always done in all these panels. Mm-hmm. The blonde hair is always done. And then this wig is perfectly coiffed, mm-hmm. right? It is. Yeah. Oh, there's a Superman secret message from the Superman of America. I wish we had the decoder. Oh. 
for Code Mercury number one. Oh. Wait, we have to go back to the, the comic for a moment. Yes. Because also, look at this. Look at, she's wearing those past-the-elbow gloves. Uh, um, the pearls. It's a formal dance. It is a formal dance. Is she in high school or is she in college? I think she, at this point she's in college. Now, mm-hmm. contrary to superhero convention, she couldn't be wearing her costume under that dress because it's sleeveless. Mm-hmm. Ah. What if there's an emergency? Maybe, maybe her skin, the skin that we see uh-huh. in the gown, is actually just a mask. <laughs> like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if she sweats Shh. under that? Oh, it's be so hot. Well, she just flies up into space and it burns off. Oh, that's right. Mm. Uh, somewhere out there, an ugly man gave me happiness, but I he can never know himself. Well, if he can invent a crown to restore her beauty, couldn't he just he says he can't. Where? He said, seeing you in a prison space monitor, how you helped an uh, Earth soldier regain his features, made me ashamed of what I did, and with my... Jailer's consent. Jailer's consent, dot, 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 I devised an antidote, which I rubbed on the Miss Cosmo's crown. However, However it oh, won't, won't work, work on, on me. me. Why? Because he's a man? You'll be the beauty, while I'll be the, the beast. beast. Groan. <laughs> So it must be. You know what? I can imagine them talking. You know how they... Remember when you watch the old movies and they have sort of an accent? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, I can just imagine. Oh, darling, that's wonderful news. Right. (laughs) And they're from like Philadelphia Uh or wherever. Right, right. You don't listen to our podcast much, do you? Oh, you've discussed this? Well, no, we do this all the time. Oh... I am Rather, missing our out. players do this. Players? Oh. Did you say players? Like the girls' young romance true love story players? Yes. Do you think they'll be dropping by? I bet they will. Really? Coming up next. And now, advice from Jane Ford. Dear Miss Ford, my problem is this. I have a boyfriend who has a steady ring for me. He is 20 years old and I am 15. He hasn't asked me to go steady yet, but if he does, I don't know what to say. I like another boy. I have plans for telling him that my mother won't let me go steady. If you don't think this is the right thing to tell him, then what should I say? Yours truly, LT. Dear LT, Of course you are right in deciding not to accept the ring. I see no real harm in using the reason you've suggested, especially if your mother really does object to your going steady. However, I would prefer that you leave her out of it, since I feel the boy should need no further explanation beyond the fact that you don't care to go steady at this time. That's as I see it, Jane Ford. Dear Miss Ford, I am 12 years old and I like this boy very much. In the third or fourth grade, he acted as if he liked me. Then he got passed up a grade and I didn't see much of him. I saw him at a school dance and he asked me to dance with him. It seemed as though he danced with me more than other girls, but I'm not sure. A few times when my mother and I were waiting for a bus, he would be there and my mother would talk to him. I don't know why, but I was afraid to talk to him. Yeah, when we were in a dance or a party, I found myself having fun talking to him. What should I do? Fine, Petey. 
Dear PD, don't create problems where they don't exist. You're getting along fine. The boy likes you. He dances with you at dances. You have fun with him at parties. Be happy the way you are. That's as I see it. Jane Ford. Dear Miss Ford, I've just broken up with the boy I've been going steady with for over a year. My friends are trying to get me interested in another boy who they say is very wonderful and who wants to meet me. After what happened to me, how can I believe in any other boy? They're all alike. How can I make my friends see my point of view and leave me alone? Unhappy. Dear Unhappy, you are making a dreadful mistake if you judge the new boy by the old one. You have a very important lesson to learn. And if you can learn it from this experience, then you can consider it one of the best things that has ever happened to you. Put yourself in the new boy's place. Supposing a boy were to judge you according to the behavior of a girlfriend of yours, would you think this a fair judgment, especially if you don't agree with the way your girlfriend behaved? I would think not. Your friends are right. Give this boy a tumble. Date other boys too. Don't tie yourself down to one boy until you learn a little more about people. That's as I see it. Jane Ford. And now, the girls' young romance true love story players proudly present... No girl wants romance handed to her on a silver platter. I was no exception. I had my own ideas of the type of man I wanted. Was that so wrong? Was I asking for the moon when I said I wanted... Someone of my own to love! How can I say goodbye to the boy I love? To marry the boy my mother picked? I suppose it really started years ago when... How do you like your lovely new home, Janie? It's in a fine neighborhood where you will really be able to make some really worthwhile friends. Even in those days, Mother was especially careful about my friends. This is Susan, one of my classmates at school, Mother. Nice to meet you, Susan. But after Susan left... I'm truly surprised at you, Janie. You know what a sacrifice your dad made to buy a home in this neighborhood, don't you? Yes, Mother, but what's wrong? Well, why do you think we moved here? Just so you would be able to meet some nice young folks. Certainly not so you should bring home someone from the wrong side of town. I never forgot that incident. And even after I had grown up... Oh, Janie, please don't leave yet. I'm expecting Mrs. Johnson, president of the Garden Society. How does that concern me? She isn't coming over to see me, is she?
Janie, I want you to meet my nephew, Donald. He'll be staying with me this summer, and I'm hoping you will become very good friends. Hmm, so that's why Mother wanted me to stick around. It was obvious that Mother and Mrs. Johnson had planned this romantic meeting for a long time. Uh, Janie, why don't you show Donald the town? He has his sports car parked right out front. Okay, let's go, Donald. And as we walked out, I knew. Mother would give her eye teeth for Donald and me to fall in love. He's probably very rich, like his dear auntie. But as we drove off, I also knew. I don't think I could ever be in love with him. But for Mother's sake, I tried. You're a real doll, baby, Janie. Oh, no pet names yet. Donald was rich, and he never let me forget it for a single moment. <laughs> Actually, we have three residences, and each one of our homes is fully staffed all year round. How nice. And on he drowned. And I found my mind wandering. The thing is, I don't know which place my folks are staying at half of the time. Once I drove all the way up to Richmond to be with them for the holidays. And I found out they were in Florida. (laughs) How awful. (laughs) Know what Dad once said to me? Mm. He said, Donald, when you get married, I'll give you one of my homes. He's a really sweet guy. He must be. Where would you like to be when you get married, Janie? I don't know. Wherever my husband lives, I guess. I I wouldn't mind having someone like you as my wife, Janie. Someone like me? Well, uh, you... I love the feel of a boy's arms around me most times, but this time I don't feel a thing. I stood it as long as I could. Then, please, Donald, no, don't. I expected Donald to become hurt or angry by my rejection, but instead. Oh, Janie, I'm sorry. A, a, a guy shouldn't get so familiar with a nice girl on their first date. Please, please, please forgive me. Gosh, take it easy, Donald. You, uh, didn't exactly kill anybody. I was never so glad to get home from a date before in my whole life that, that night. But as I entered the house... Well, how did it go, J.D.? Did he like you? Yes, he liked me. Oh, how wonderful. Well, what's wrong? Mother, all you seem to care about is, did he like me? Isn't it just as important if, if I like him? Well, do you? Not very much. He's an awful bore and talks about how much money his family has all the time. Well, they have a lot of money, but that's true. But is that so bad? Stop twisting my words, Mother. You know what I mean. I wouldn't marry anyone for his money, and you know it. But of course, I wouldn't want you to. Still, money means an awful lot, Janie. Without it, love can fly right out the window. I've seen it happen many times. Listen to me, dear. 
Don't stop seeing Donald. Give him a chance. Keep going out with him. Then, after you have given him a chance and you still don't love him, you can tell him so. Okay, Mother. You might learn to love him, Janie, no matter how you feel right now. I'll keep seeing him, Mother. And that was how Donald became a sort of steady date. And, in a way, he was fun. In a corny kind of way. Hey, how do you like my Jerry Lewis act, Janie? (laughs) Guess which one of the Beatles I am. (laughs) Yes, at times, Donald was a barrel of fun. (laughs) The trouble started when he stopped clowning and... I'm sure crazy about you, doll baby. Okay, if I kiss you, Janie? Oh, Donald, kiss me Get it over with. It sounds funny to say it now, but believe me, it wasn't funny then because whenever Donald kissed me, it made me think of... His lips feel like Swiss cheese. But being with Donald wasn't the hardest part. What was even worse in those days was... Now for Mother's Daily Questionnaire. Well, Janie, are you beginning to fall in love with Donald's? No, Mother, not yet. And I wish you'd stop asking me the same question over and over. Oh, Janie, please don't be angry. I only want it for your sake. I know how happy you'll be, married to someone who can give you everything you want. Sure, everything but love. And so, the dull dates with Donald went on and on and on. And worst of all, Donald's tender moments. Oh, please. Oh, you're the best. And then, one bright, sunny day, like out of the blue, came Dean. Oh, Janie, this is Dean. Mm. All it took was one look, and every Gray cloud was chased right out of the sky. Okay, if I walk you home? You can walk me to the edge of the world for all I care. One tiny touch of his hand on mine and... Now I know what it feels like to be struck by lightning. And as we stopped in front of my home, I realized I, I'm more thrilled by his just looking at me than by any kiss I've ever had. Neither one of us had said very much, but we both knew. It's love, love, love. We made a date for the next day, but when I entered the house... Janie, who was that boy? Only a boy I just met, Mother. A dear, wonderful, beautiful boy. But who is he? Where does he come from? Who are his people? on Center Street, and he's getting a scholarship to go to college, and I love him. Center Street, the poorest section of town. You certainly know how to pick them, don't you, Janie? Oh, Mother, leave me alone! I will never forget the next day, as long as I live. Dean arrived early, and... Come in, Dean. 
Anything wrong, Janie? He got part of the answer the next moment. Hello. Oh, no. And he got the rest of it when Mother joined us. After I introduced Dean... Very glad to know you, Dean. But, uh, I'm sorry you came here unexpectedly. You see, Janie has a previous appointment. Dean turned from Mother to Donald. Then, after a long, silent look at me, he turned toward the door and... How could I let Dean go? He's the only boy I've ever really loved. But all I could do was stand there like a stone statue. And the slamming of the door was like a death knell. Donald began to speak, and it was some moments before I understood his words. My folks came in, Janie. Come on. I want you to meet them. Like a puppet whose heart is only sawdust, I began to follow Donald out as... Don't be sad, dear. You'll see. Everything will come out all right. Donald has the means to give you... A happy life. I was hardly aware of the ride to Donald's home. A mansion in the most exclusive section of town, although not far away from my home. Here we are, honey. He led me to the huge hall, but... Uh-oh. Dad and Mom are in one of their battles. Let's wait a few minutes to give them time to calm down. Slowly. So slowly. I began to awaken from my shock. Uh, do they have these fights very often? Often? Practically all the time. It was all I needed to hear. Uh, mind if I use your phone, Donald? Go right ahead, baby doll. Seconds later, I heard my mother answering and... Mother, please do as I say. I'm at Donald's now, and I want you to meet his folks. Can you grab a cab? Such short notice. I'm not properly dressed, but... All right, Janie. Luckily, the fight was still on when Mother arrived, and... You'll have to wait a minute or so, Mother. Donald's folks are having one of their frequent fights. Mother didn't say anything at first. She just stared at Donald's parents for a moment. Then, turning back to me... Yep. Perhaps, dear, this is not the time to meet them. Come along. Before I left for the last time, I tried briefly to make Donald understand. Donald, if I loved you, I wouldn't let anything stand in the way. Please believe that. And goodbye. Back at home. Oh, Janie. It's the parents who are usually the wise ones. But it took my own daughter to teach me that money doesn't always buy happiness. I... I feel so stupid. Don't say that, Mother. It was you who brought me up to be the way I am. And you were only thinking of my happiness. You wanted me to escape the early hardships you and Dad had to suffer. When Dean came calling the next time, he got a different kind of reception. Come in, Dean. Janie is waiting for you. Yes, this time Mother was happy because I had found someone of my own to love. (laughs) 
Dem. Yes, Beth. Do you have anything on social media to promote yourself with? I have nothing on social media. Okay, well. Oh, no, just Facebook. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not. You're not soliciting. Uh, no. 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 Um, but this was fun. Well, you might want to give our podcast a tumble in the future. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 57 episodes I, today, so. I will, I will listen. It's good for your commute or bath time, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. And you can find us right back here every week wherever you download your podcasts from. I think, yes, I do. I do. I did have it uh-huh. on my phone. Well. I had issues with my phone for a bit. But okay, did you drop yeah. it at the toilet or something? No. Okay. No. Good, good, good. No, no, I didn't. It turned out the case was just too thick. It was one of those other boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was too thick. People couldn't hear me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. I have problems with things being too thick, too. And the complaints. <laughs> That's all for this time. We'll be back next week. Oh, maybe not, because we'll be in Florida. We'll see what happens. We might. We might or might not. Just, you know, just keep your phone on 24 hours a day, and when a new episode comes, it'll download automatically. And then you can go rate and review on iTunes. That's all. Bye. That's how we say bye here. I like it. Yeah, go. You can join us. Bye.